in a world where options are limitless, but time is not. Two heroes take a stand against injustice and overwhelming viewing choices. Starring Jane Ellen. I don't see how the human race survived the medieval period. And Adam Cravens. A lot of them didn't. This is Binge or Cringe. A podcast that lets you know what's worth watching and what's not. From the Hinson Oakley Podcast Center and Rock 93.7. Hello and welcome to Binge or Cringe. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. I have been binging for you. Because as I have watched, I have said everything I'm going to say in my head to you. Right. Yes. And so we shall begin with The Witcher. Henry Henry Cavill's new Netflix series. The Witcher. Former former super well, I well, I guess it's still debating on whether or not he's still Superman or whatever. Anyways. Oh, we don't it. know he's is he the, Superman or not? They're saying they want to recast. He's saying that he is still Superman, and as I am in contact with neither Warner Brothers nor him. I, I'm just saying they're both they're giving me conflicting information. Like if you tell me that like it's night outside, but somebody else is telling me it's day, but I'm in a dark room, I I, I really can't help you. I'm just like well, mm-hmm. one of them is saying one thing. And well, it's fitting. I mean, he another. did play Jesus, so Superman. I mean, Jim Caviezel, not Henry Cavill. Oh, <laughs> now now the allegory could be made for. That's, and you're like, wow, Jesus is ripped. He is, he is stacked. Look at that. He's like a, like a, like a brick house. The entire, until this very second. I, now, thought. Henry Cavill was in The Tudors. Um, he was, he was in several other things. But Jim Caviezel, who you were referencing, who played Jesus in Passion of the Christ and was in the movie Frequency, are two completely separate people. That abuses me even more. I mean, even the alliteration in their names. I mean, maybe they have, do they have the same syllable count? Maybe I, that's what it was. I don't know. I just. What have you been putting in your Dr. Pepper? Like, I just glanced that, at it and I went, huh. Jim Caviezel, huh. Jesus. Man, he wasn't, he wasn't ripped like that when he was Jesus. <laughs> that's something else. So, the witcher. Um, at some point, someone does say that. Witcher. I assume. As, as you kept saying, to, or it was a spell you were casting. The hoping, hoping to, I don't know, let a demon enter me or something? I don't know. So, I, uh, this was based on what? A video game? Yes. It's a video game, and I believe it's also a book. Was it a book first? I think it was a video game first. First. I think it was as I well. Think, yeah. The Witcher. Anyway. <laughs> Somebody had posted a funny, um, they were like, they've already done a lot of uh, stuff that isn't in the source material. And it was like a glitch <sighs> in the game where like the horse was like floating above him. Like just mm-hmm. pointing out that like you, you just, you can't, it's, it's, it's like pleasing a Star Wars fan. Like mm-hmm. there, there, there's always a hot button issue of going back and forth or hashtag this or that. For me, there was no source material, but just glancing at it, it had the kind of elements of things that I watch, uh, dwarves slashing about, mudslinging, hair, outfits. That's 
Let's make sentences. Can we do that? Or do, do we just want to do adjectives for 45 minutes? Red, gold, shiny, shiny. Okay, the witcher. The witcher. So, so the first episode, I would say was unwatchable, except I watched all of it. And I think I want to watch the first episode again with you. All right. Because... Here's the thing. I often watch things with the closed caption on because I do. That's just a thing I do. Well, so, I mean, in, in some cases, as we've discussed before, it's actually kind yes. of relevant. Yes. And so I had it on. And what I noticed was not only did The Witcher say this, but random characters all said, hmm. Now, I didn't know if that was part of the video game where he goes, hmm, is that like his thing? Or was that just how not the actor who played Jesus decided to... Henry Henry Cavill. <laughs> decided to play it. But there is a lot of, hmm. Um, it's been a, like, I've got hmm. the third game in the series on my 360, and it's been a minute since I played it. I don't remember okay. There's a lot that of, hmm. being... I, I don't remember it being prevalent enough that I was like, hmm. Hmm. Now it's just the one M. Hmm. Or just but mm, not. That is, he is doing it, and it's just hmm. And then other people, I started noticing because I started to look for it. Hmm. 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 Not hmm, but just hmm. There's a lot it's of. It's a very that. specific kind of hmm acting. It right? is. There's a lot of hmm. I believe acting. Juilliard has a class specifically for just hmm acting. So they're. Um, the opening scene was nicely, nicely played. It starts out, hmm, with a lovely little fawn, deer, baby deer, just, you know, in the glade and all the birds, tweet, tweet, tweeting. And then you see a bubble in the water because, of course, it's by a lake. And you assume a watery tart is going to rise from it. But no, all of a sudden, the witcher it arises from... Some manner of uh, primordial ooze, spider. Okay, that's <laughs> water. That's completely different than water, what I said. Water spider thing that has a head. So it's like a shelob, if you will. A yes, but a a watery water, one. A water shelob. A watery one. The witcher comes from the water shelob. And so it it's it's in the creature's dare I say I have to say maw. It's in his maw. And then there's a lot of slicing and dicing and this and that. And then he crawls out of the mud. He doesn't start with the humming yet. But he looks at the, the, the wee deer and says, it's just not your day, is it? Evidently, like Netflix, I believe, has, what is it? Uh, they either they, they've confirmed or cleared or greenlit, like, the third season. Like, they're very confident Oh, yes. Let about me get to about this. this show. I'm just yeah. telling you about the first episode. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then the next scene, he's somewhere, and they offer him food, and he says, I'm full of venison. <laughs> Does he do it? Does he do it like that? Okay, no. I'm full of venison. <laughs> I'll be here all week. Tip your wagers. Okay, so, again, I stayed with it. I don't know why, but I did. It is Game of Thronesy in that there's a lot of mud, a lot of nudity, and some really intricate hair happening. That's that's what you took away from <laughs> Game of Thrones. George George R. R. Martin would be thrilled. <laughs> He's like, I've I've spent forty years of my life doing this, and you're like mud, 
nudity, <laughs> intricate hair. Uh, now this one has a hunchback. Uh, there's, of I mean, course, be, dwarves. There's probably there's probably a hunchback. In there game. probably yeah, is, yeah. Um, and a dragon. There's a dragon. So wow, this is this is Game of Thrones. <laughs> and so as I'm watching it, I'm also thinking this is geared to the Game of Thrones audience because those of us who thought something wonderful was coming to Amazon this year, it's coming next year, and that is the Lord of the Rings. Is coming next year. They said it was 2020. They lied. Hmm. Anyway, so there is a lot of mud and muck. Now, here's the thing. I eventually had to turn to the internet because I thought I was losing my mind. That's That happened to me whenever I watched um, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas with, <laughs> a, with a fever and fell asleep. Oh, oh dear. Yeah. Wow. That dream right there still haunts me. They do not, the creators of The Witcher, they do not bother to tell you what year you're in. And the, 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 um, the magical people, you would want to say witches, but you don't because they aren't there. The mages, they don't age. The Witcher doesn't age. And so... When is all this happening? And the first time it happened, I thought, I thought she was dead. I'm positive she had this death scene. And then and then we're doing this, and then we're doing that. And it was just, is he traveling through time? Is It's just everything is out there. Figure it out. There are three separate timelines happening over the course of... 70 some years is it is it doing it kind of in a a lost no 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 No. it's just scene one you're here and scene two you're there and then you have to figure out if it's you know present story time and the story is he is he kills monsters for coin okay so he kills monsters which i can see would totally be a great video game because he has all these different swords well actually it seems just one but whatever he kills monsters monsters and video games that seems to work so he goes town to town killing monsters that's his thing and then of course you have all of these vaguely medieval not everyone gets along villages and king of this and queen of that and no one really gets along it's one of those things you know as as is the way and so there's fighting amongst the peoples and Persons. yes and then there is of course the hunchback and you know the hunchback is something special because they spend a lot of time on her does he oh she 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 does, she does, does she sing from the from notre dame no, no. she gets de-hunchbacked how, how does that like I don't surgery know. or like she gets magic? de-hunched back and if you just glance at her you think that she's um the lead from Glee. I know you watched that a lot. Yeah, because I I can her. I mean, bait every episode. And then you think twice. it's you think it's young Adina Menzel. It is neither her nor the other one whose name I can't remember. But you keep thinking she looks vaguely familiar. She's not. She just looks vaguely familiar, and she gets D hunchbackified, and which is a medical term. Yes. Anybody that's <laughs> that's ever completed. Uh, medical school knows what I'm talking about. So you have the story of her wanting to be all powerful because she was treated horribly because she was a hunchback and it was, you know, whatever time this is. And she wants revenge. She wants to be the object of desire. 
The Witcher. Anyway, uh, then you have. Are you possessed by <laughs> by multiple spirits today? Like, I'm I'm growing concerned. Like, should I should I seek should I seek a medical profession? What is, well, what she was saying? Uh, she said the Witcher uh, object of desire. She she was using different accents and. I, well, I mean, she just we're 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 friends, and I'm I'm. I just want you to her. get a taste for this. It it almost <laughs> sounds like different characters from Dark Crystal. Like I feel like you're a Muppet right now. Like yes, that's, that's go with that. You, like it's very like Muppet acting. If that if that if that means anything <laughs> yes, to you, it does. So you have the story of the Witcher. You have the story of uh, not Jennifer, but Yennefer. Please don't be confused. Jennifer. Uh, exactly. Did they not just like write it wrong on the birth certificate no. or something? Or? No. And then you have, uh, oh, I forgot this one's name, but she is the granddaughter of the queen. And her destiny is to meet the witcher. And his destiny is to protect her. And so this is all about him finding her or his quest and her running toward him because the castle is under attack, yada, yada, yada. Oh, by the way, the 14-year-old granddaughter, she has some special power where if she yells, uh, I don't know, things explode and fly through the air. No! And then it's like a shockwave of stuff happens. It's almost like they're one of the X-Men. Yes. Okay. Yes. And I did get really confused when they're talking to her again, and I realized, oh, that's not her... That's someone playing her mother, and we must have traveled back in time. And I was completely unaware because the actresses favor each other so much. Just at glancing, I thought, what? Oh, yeah, I get that. So then there was a guy who was like a giant porcupine, and then he wasn't. And then there was a guy who can turn into a gold dragon and then back to a guy again. And then there's the comedy of the jester. Please tell me it's Rob Schneider. Uh, almost. Oh, he he is like pretty they, funny. They couldn't get Rob Schneider. He he is funny, and uh, that's The Witcher. So um, it's magicy. It's a lot of mud. The nudity is only uh, not Jesus's chest and the very attractive women. So oh, and you can always tell who the mages are because they stay clean the longest. They're the only ones ever nude and. Their clothes are amazing. So you're telling that the mud budget on this was <laughs> high, just ridiculous. <laughs> it really was. Like that's, I I want to look at their balance sheet and just be like <laughs> mud budget, and I'll be like, is that a is that an oh. acronym for something? They're like, no, literal mud. Yeah, actual actual mud. A lot of that. So um, I did enjoy it eventually. Had I have not that's, been watching it, that's the tagline right there. <laughs> I did enjoy it. Eventually. I had to force myself to go to episode two because I thought the first episode was so utterly ridiculous. Hmm. And it was just, it was a mess in in my mind. It did, like most pilots are supposed to kind of set up your premise mm -hmm. and kind of launch you into the series. What you're saying is like, you were just really confused yeah. more than anything else. You're like... But Netflix keeps telling me I should watch. I'm going to go to episode two and just see if, like, they accidentally uploaded this right. one. Okay. Right. right. And then it did get better. But your your Getting pilot better. episode is supposed to oh, make yeah, me want no. to. Like, you don't. No. Most people are not going to be like, well, they tried hard. 
we should give them another chance. Yes, uh, that is exactly what I did. And I, the longer you stick with it, the more there are attempts at humor. And so there's that. And yeah. So <laughs> uh, I think a lot of people will love The Witcher. I, I actually do. Because maybe not everyone is as critical or jaded as I am in watching a nudie, mud-flinging, medieval type of mystical thing. That also goes on the, <laughs> the Blue Ray jacket. Uh, I enjoyed it eventually. <laughs> Mud, nudity, <laughs> flinging hair, and stuff. Oh, and elves. And elves. And elves. Like so. the Lord of the Ringsy, like Will Ferrelly, um... Um, like what? Well, apparently, there is a rule: if you don't have a pointed ear, you are not an elf. All pointy, pointy-eared elves—that's a thing. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Pointy elves, and uh, they reminded me of what um, Loki said in his He's... in his play. Within oh, and uh, Ragnarok. Those dis- rid us of those disgusting elves. No, you you do understand that not everyone speaks Ragnarokian, okay? <laughs> like I do, I do, and I think I think your girls do, but yeah. like not everybody, not everybody's point of reference in life <laughs> is Thor Ragnarok. So, like, believe it or not, I've met people like recently that they're just like, I haven't seen any of those Marvel movies. How are what? they? And I'm just like, wait, sit down. Uh, are is this candid camera? Are you? I know. Are you Ashton, I, are you Ashton Kutcher? I like, know. Are you punking me? So I have the Amazon show. It's a it's an eight inch display screen in my kitchen, and it has come in very handy. But mostly for me to just put Ragnarok on while I'm cooking. I mean, listen. I am not arguing the quality of <laughs> Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> I own it myself in 4K, and like I, I've I've imbibed some some Ragnarok <laughs> on multiple occasions. But yeah. I'm just saying, like Most you and I might we're probably the exception I here, know. like as opposed to the rule. I need to invite you into a conversation sure. because a coworker of mine, in order to prepare for the Star Wars that is in the theaters now, had never seen any of them and watched all of them. In not release date order, but chronological now, order. Now, when you say all of them, do you mean like the eight of the Skywalker movies? Or only you mean, Skywalker. Okay, you, so thought, like no Solo, no like Rogue One. Not yet. She okay. thought she had to watch those to see it. And I said, you do need to watch them, but you don't need to watch them in order to grasp this nine movie arc. And so I have been asked Star Wars questions by a willing participant that's, and have gotten to drop knowledge. That's fun. I like, know. Especially like with somebody that's like kind of it, outside of it. Like yeah. I'm I only get the only people that will talk Star Wars to me like <laughs> are so like bathed in it that like it's just like, well, are yeah. you are you talking about the cut from uh, 1977? Are yeah. you talking about the re-release into theaters? Are you talking about the special edition from 1997? <laughs> I'm just like, oh my goodness. Is this what I sound like? I yes. don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's been delightful, and I have really reined it in as much as possible because I it's, don't want to scare her away. You don't, you don't want to get drunk with like Star Wars knowledge and just be like, yes. "Oh dear, what have I?" And on the other hand, I had a perfect stranger say to me, "And I've never seen Star Wars, and don't start with me on that." It's like, 
First of all, you just made me want to start with you on that. I don't. <laughs> I, I like. I like when people. It's this game when Game of Thrones was still like running. People would do that. Too. They just. They. It's like they want. They were like, "Well, I haven't watched an episode," and I'm just like, "So not doing something is not an accomplishment." That's like. Be, that's like me coming up to you and just being like, "Well, Jane." I'm not an Olympic athlete. And you should be like, oh, oh really? And you hmm. and you're like, well, I'm I'm not a uh, five star uh, cook that uh, that has their own restaurant. And I'm like, are we just gonna? Do, yeah, we're not we're not gonna say things that nope. we don't do. Like, all right, yeah, there's I, I am not of one of the Golden Girls. Like, <laughs> all right, but I'd like to be. Anyway, um, thank the you for being a friend. <laughs> the Witcher, stick with it. You may love the first episode. I just thought it was, eh. but I realized they'd invested a lot in wiggery and wardrobe. Wiggery and wardrobe. <laughs> I, be- I believe that's that's a spell from Harry Potter. Yes. Wiggery and wardrobe. Yeah. <laughs> and so I stuck with the it wiggery cause... world of Harry Potter. Because <laughs> <laughs> I figured Netflix is banking a lot on this, so I'm going to continue to watch it. And so then, yes, I did enjoy it i think i think amazon and netflix were trying to both of them double down with the 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 kind of that that gaping hole that came when Mm -hmm. game of thrones went off they were i think everybody wanted the next game of thrones like amazon's like kind of doubled down with the lord of the Rings series like do do they have an official title for that Um, yet or is it just the Lord of the Rings series. It's the Lord of the Rings series. Okay. But now, again, that's been put off to 2021. But still, yeah, that's that's how I also looked at this. I feel that it will um, stop some of the pain that the Game of Thrones people may be suffering. There are lots of unusual names. There are places where it's sunnier than other places. And there's mud. And a dragon. Mud, mud. Mud dragons. A lot of mud and a dragon. And lots of wiggery. A That's, lot. That sounds like a British term that I don't know what it means. I'd be like, I oh, right, right, right. Well, he was over there doing some wiggery. So I, I called, called the police and uh, got that talken care of. You're listening to Binge or Cringe, brought to you by Hinson Oakley Family Dentistry. I'm Jane Ellen, talking with Adam Cravens about what is worth watching. We have talked about a witcher. And now, a, a brief, a brief touching on season two of You. Of, of me, there's a show about you. Why have I not found out about a show that's about why? You. Why am I not getting a check for so, this? So, did you see season one? No, I didn't. Okay, we did talk about it. I don't expect you to remember it, but we did talk about it. I remember talking about it, but I have not watched it myself. So the the story is you have this actually astute and witty and likable everyman. Uh, a, a younger Paul Rudd, if you if you were will, but but Paul, just that kind Paul of, Rudd is already the young I know, Paul Rudd. I know. Like so, you have just a very likable everyman. Paul, Paul Rudd is eternal, exactly. And uh, it turns out, well, he's he's insane and he kills people, but for a reason, all for love. And so he obsesses about someone, and in order to remove the obstacles to their perfect love, he, you know. Kills her boyfriend and her best friend who suspects him of killing the boyfriend. So. Now, I'm going to be honest. Like, I have not tried that in a relationship. So I don't know conclusively that it does not work. But I feel from experience and the illegality of uh, what we're discussing. Mm-hmm. I, 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 don't, I don't think that is 
I mean, A, it's not a good jumping off point for mm-hmm. a relationship. Uh, murder. Uh, and the thing is, he, he does the narration, and he's he's entertaining. Not Paul Rudd does? No. No. Yeah, not Paul Rudd does the entertaining. Okay. And I could look his name up, but why? And so he does the narration, and you like him. I think that's why people watch this show in a big chunk because he is clever and he is likable and the way he describes other people because he is an observer of people and it's like yep 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 you're on board with him except for the killing part so in season one he has this whole relationship thing that is concluded with somewhat of a finality and at the very end someone who he thought he had killed in the in a story prior to season one, apparently only gave her a head injury. And so oh, she's back. It's, it, it's like the, the, the 80s action cliche version of, uh, well, this is only a flesh wound. Exactly. Okay. It's just so, a head wound. It's so good. She she's knows good. about she, him and she knows his proclivities and uh, she kind of wants to blackmail him just a little bit. And so he moves from New York to L.A. And this time, and I'm only two episodes in, but... I was wondering, how are they going to keep this going? Because, yes, the character that he plays is interesting, but he's going to meet someone, he's going to kill him. He's going to meet someone, he's going to kill him. I how mean, many, where how do many they times go can you make there? that interesting? So this time he's moving to a place he doesn't want to go to, and things are happening to him. For instance, he steals someone's identity not realizing that that someone owed, I think, the mob an enormous amount of money, so they come after him, cut off his fingertip, put it on ice, and say, if you get us the rest of the money in 10 hours, there's a hospital that'll sew this back on for you. This is the guy that's killed countless people, and that just happened to him because he has someone else's identity. Uh, There's a teenager in the apartment complex he lives in who is filming him, and he thinks she's just being a busybody, no, she was making a project for school, and he just jumped the gun because he is a crazy serial killer. Well, I mean, to be fair. He is a crazy well, serial yeah, killer. Yeah, if you're a crazy you're going to probably make, let's call them, irrational mm-hmm. decisions. And when he first sees the object of his affection, whose actual name is Love, he's having an inner dialogue saying, nope, nope, so nope, I subtle, know. Subtlety, no. like, be gone. He's saying, no, I'm not. He says, I'm not. I'm just, you know, here to buy my groceries and I'm leaving. I'm not. But then she pursues him, even though he tried to say, I'm not going to look her up. I'm not going to do this, this, and this. I'm not. And so in a way, he's being chased and he's being observed and he is having to deal with this other guy's identity. So... It is quite the, the the turn, and I'm already trying to spot who he's going to kill first. I think I already have. I think I pretty much know he's going to kill first. But I thought it was clever enough to last another season, and I think they did a really good job with making it familiar yet a completely different story. And that is season two of you. Well, I mean that's that's kind of the the rule of thumb of interest. Like uh, what was it? Uh, Homeland. Mm-hmm. Had a really interesting premise for its first season, but once once you've kind of milked that or you've taken it to its natural conclusion with like the season finale or something, hypothetically you want your show to you know continue like maybe six seven you mm-hmm. know whatever season run. How do you do that? 
when it's not just like, you know, fam- family gets into hijinks. Like, that's pretty easy to do. But when you have a, a very specific concept like that that runs its course over the, the these, let's say, season one, mm-hmm. how do you properly recreate it year after year and make right. sure people want to come come back and revisit that, like potentially those characters. I mean, quite frankly, Law and Order or any police show or any detective show or any police detective show or any detective police show kind of has it easy because anything could be a crime for any episode. Well, I mean, that's why they're called procedurals. Like, I mean, it's yeah. just like you... If you're set in a hospital, people people gonna get hurt. Like yep. it's not it's not hard to come up with ways that people got hurt and had to go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. But when you're dealing, like I said, with a very specific like set of circumstances or characters, like a uh, uh, Dexter, like mm-hmm. had th- th- there's a lot of shows like they're they're so interesting, but from a narrative standpoint or from a writer's standpoint, you have to go. All right, well, I've wrapped that up. What do I do this? Mm-hmm. Like, what's what happens this season? Like, what what's our impetuous now? And so, uh, I really liked seasons one and two of Dexter, and then it just kind of meandered. That's what. Yeah, he that's wasn't what I'm as funny. Like, how do you how do you keep your show from meandering? How do you right. How do you maintain? Like, if you if it's a very high concept, and you have to reinvent yourself, how do you make sure that like it's it it's of the at least interesting enough that people are going to go. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I do want to revisit that. Okay, let's let's do that. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Anyway, and in the end, Dexter lives. So, um, uh, yeah, The Witcher and you, season two. Um, it's not kid appropriate, but it either, is either of them. No, no, no. And honestly, I don't think most kids are going to make it through the first episode of The Witcher unless maybe they've played the game. Or maybe, see, I don't know how much of the story is relatable to the game other than the fact that the Witcher kills monsters. Considering considering the lack of, like, story, like in most video games, like you're you're grinding to get, like, points or, Mm -hmm. like, experience or something like that. Or, like, even, like, your most pop, the most popular video game, like, or some of them, Mario Brothers. What's the plot of the first Mario Brothers? He runs to the right until he, he kills the the dragon wizard to get the princess. Like that's, that's not even a paragraph, Mm -hmm. but Hollywood seems intent on adapting these into like TV shows or cartoons or movies. And I'm just sitting there going, maybe this is not the richest amount of, Mm -hmm. I mean, you've definitely got some name recognition, but how, how much are you like, you can only get so much out of, well, he hits the monster with the sword. True that. Yeah. But I can certainly see how both of these would be deemed binge-worthy. And I, I really only found the first episode of The Witcher to be uh, chock full of mockery, at least from me. So, Chock-a-mock. <laughs> chock-a-mock. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. Binge or Cringe, starring Jane Ellen and Adam Cravens, is a Hinson Oakley Podcast Center production. Listen to new or past podcasts anytime at rock937online.com.